And that's when I said medium rare. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to. Are you recording? Yeah, of course I'm recording. <laughs> okay. uh, welcome I'm back to another no. episode of the Happy Healthy Strong podcast. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Kiefer. I am joined here today with Miss Lauren Heiser. Your corporate sponsor. Corporate sponsor, Reaction Nutrition. Insert pun here. Mm. Or is that not a pun? What would that be? I don't think it's a pun. <laughs> not a pun. Oh, it's man. like a, what is that? When you're like promo- promoting? What is that called? An no? advertisement. I guess. I don't know. I'm done. Go <laughs> and ahead. And then I'm Mr. Stuck. Adam Lane. Hello, friends. Oh, so guys, we gathered today. We get a lot of questions. Gathered here today. About nutrition, about supplements. So that's what we're going to talk about today, right? So Lauren, kick us off. What is a supplement? Oh, my Lanta. Uh, I mean, I guess I would say uh, it's inherently in the name, but anything that is going to add to or assist in whatever your body normally does. So it supplements your body's ability to do other things or to do the things it always does in a better, more efficient fashion or fills in the gaps. That's a simpler way of putting it, I guess I would say. So do I need supplements? Because I see these guys on Instagram and I'm like, Oh, I should buy that and this and that and this and that. Before you know, I spent 500 bucks every month on right. a stack of pills and powders. Un- unfortunately, the supplement industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. Anything that is a multi-billion dollar industry has an agenda, and it can pull the wool over your eyes a lot and uh, cause you to, to try to buy things or get things that you don't need. Um, I personally used to be very against supplements. You can ask Adam. We used to talk about this. I don't know if you remember, but I used to kind of be like, ah, take as little as you need to. Just eat real food and you know, keep it simple. Um, but I'm finding more and more, just the more I learn about the body and the world we live in today, that we, we need them more than ever. And there's tons of research out there um, that is, is proving that micronutrient deficiencies are one of like, the leading causes to or put you at a much higher risk for chronic diseases like obesity, diabetes, cancer, things like that. And just being armed with that and knowing that um, – gives me the authority, I guess, that I'm looking for as a, as a health coach to tell people that they should take supplements, but very targeted and based on your needs, not just willy-nilly like you're saying, my bro at the gym has taken this and it's helped him add 20 pounds of muscle and you know, I'd be very leery of things that are quick fixes. A lot of supplements you have to take over a long period to see the results from. And I think the thing that you said that's probably most important there that you just you went very quickly over is that Gosh, what was it? It was the you said it a supplement, micronutrient deficiency. No, yeah, Fine, but you, you said like in the world we live in, that's what it was. The there we go. Because yeah, because yeah. we shouldn't. Because Lauren, I do agree with you. Back in the day, yep. Gosh, that was a terrible transition. Okay, I hope people are still listening. Like, <laughs> you're right. Like people should eat a a well balanced, you know, nutritionally balanced diet with yep. fat, protein, and carbohydrates. You know, eat the rainbow. Blah blah. You know, all good things. But because in the world we live in today, it's it's hard to get that healthy food. You can do it. You could definitely do it. And many people do do it. And many they do people it. don't. And many people don't. <laughs> yeah. And many people don't. And you're, you're not going to get it from going to Burger King or Subway and, right. and, and stuff like that. So it, that that's where I think the, the supplementation comes into place. And that's where I think it becomes highly individualized depending on who you are and what your goals are and, and really how, how well you do eat and how old you are and, 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 and things like that. Because sadly, I, I, I do, I agree. I, the research is out there, but sadly, I, gosh, I, I, if we, we if we ate healthier, I'd be curious what that research showed. If we ate, you know, grass-fed meat and yeah. if we ate, you know, organic vegetables all the time, yeah. you know, would we have to supplement the way that we do or, you know, what right. would the research say in that case? So. so, yeah, so, I mean, before we dive in 
Yeah, something. Oh, I thought Andrew was raising his hand. That was cute. <laughs> He's not. Everyone, just don't worry. No, no hand raising here. Um, I wanted. I want to dive into a little bit of that because there is some research that that shows that before we just kind of set the stage. Um, and so they they've done research on popular diet plans, which is not what Adam is saying. That is not grass fed beef. That is not like I'm talking Atkins. Um, there's something called the Dash Diet, South Beach Diet, whatever. And on these diets, in order to hit just the recommended daily intake, your RDI. On Atkins, you would need 37,000 calories a day to hit your RDIs, to hit 100% of them. Um, and it, the list goes on. So ridiculous amounts of food in that type of diet, which to Adam's point is not this, these, these grass-fed meats, these, all these vegetables and things. It's, it's a specific plan that obviously has gaps. Um, but it was also found, and this is just something to think about, if you're someone who feels that you're overweight, you, you don't feel good in your skin. You think you need to lose weight. You think you need to diet. When they've done research on people that are dieting, on average, those that diet, hence you're eating less calories, are around 60% deficient in 15 out of the 27 micronutrients you need to live because you're dieting. So it's like yeah. even if you're eating good foods, the fact that you're eating good foods but you're eating less of them because you're trying to lose weight, you can be shooting yourself in the foot and doing more damage than good. Um, so I just think that that, that is, is pretty interesting, but to Adam's point, um, thank you. It was a good point. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bring a full circuit mm -hmm. here. I, I stay focused on like some people, no, not naming names. <laughs> um, in a nutshell, our, our modern post-industrial, so everything's industrialized, uh, a little more polluted toxins are everywhere. Uh, we have a hectic, stressful lifestyle. Damn. It's going to demand more nutrients often than our food can provide. So they did a study. And for example, an orange has uh, 50 times less the amount of vitamin C than an orange did in 1950. If I want the amount of vitamin C that an orange should have, I have to eat 21 oranges of today to hit that vitamin C. So we think our food based on what an orange should be. 21 oranges? 21 friggin' oranges to have the same amount of vitamin C that one orange had in 1950. Our soil is depleted. We have industrialized farming. We're not taking care of these things. And our food is becoming less potent per gram of food. So that blew my mind. And that alone, I'm like, okay, wow, yeah, I definitely, I can see the need for supplements. So just put that in your hopper. Um, the food of today is not what it was generations ago, essentially. And that is, is totally mind-boggling to me. It doesn't, it doesn't not make sense, but um, it's just kind of crazy. And I'll finish on this last point with this part of our talk. We, people try to, to play the card of, well, the caveman didn't eat supplements, right? They survived just fine. The caveman didn't live in our post-industrial, toxic, stressful, crazy, internet, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, mm -hmm. EMFs environment that we live in today. Bright lights, fake lights into the wee hours of the morning. So the stress load they had was intermittent. Every now and again, you run from a saber-toothed saber tiger. I love everyone uses that example. I wonder how many there actually were. But anyways, uh, it's not constant. I have seen the movie Ice Age. There seems, there's at least, seem to be there's like a, a lot. few. Yeah. Yeah, they're not very smart, yeah, but no. it's fine. Um, so it, it wasn't constant. And we today are under constant levels of stress, often put on ourselves um, and unmanaged. And because of that, I think we need more help than we did years ago. So 
That is my soapbox. The rest of this talk will be much more uplifting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I think the big thing is it's very individualized depending on, on who you are, yeah. where you live. If you live in, you know, northern Illinois or if you live in Florida, yep. uh, you know, you're going to get different foods at different times. And so, and everybody's different with how they absorb different things. Exactly. Some And we'll talk experiment. about this. Yeah. yeah. Some mm -hmm. people are really sensitive to caffeine. Some yep. people don't do well with whey protein. Some people do fine with whey protein. Now, yeah. da -da. Do you need it? You know, da -da. so I think that piece is, can be very specific to you or need, needs to be very specific Does, to you yes you have, um, to, you have to experiment yeah don't be uh, upset you try a supplement it doesn't work it worked for your friend it's okay you're not your friend keep trying like it's trial and error and uh we're not robots so yeah. yeah so we go back to this beginning our starting point should be a whole food balanced diet right natural foods like fr fruits vegetables yes sir Meats, maybe dairy if we digest it, right? The yep. outside of the grocery store, you know, not the commercialized mm -hmm. processed mm -hmm. junk. Then how do we get to supplement? Like why, do, wh why should I take this? How would I know to take some of these things? Yeah, so um, the easiest way, the best, not the easiest, I shouldn't say easiest, that was the wrong term. The best way is getting a blood panel, which most people get regularly, um, especially at certain ages, at least once a year, you, you go to the doctor and the doc probably... Uh, checks your blood, if not every couple years or every five years, which is a big gap, but long story short, that can show you a lot of stuff for the bigger things like anemia, um, you know, magnesium, um, d different things like that, that can allude to a, a deficiency going on. Um, my small caveat, I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole here, is that the blood panels you get have a reference range that is based mm -hmm. on this, the, the, the majority of the population. And if you take a look around, read the news, the majority of our population is sick. So I personally don't want to be compared to sick values. So there are holistic or functional medicine values that you can look at, and they will be higher. Um, my, you know, my sister is a doctor, and we talk about this openly, and, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk about, oh, well, this is here. And she's like, no, that's a fine marker. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's fine, as in I'm not sick right now. <laughs> but it's showing that I'm on the way to possibly being sick. Yeah. So just different schools of thought. Um, so just, again, you know, a lot of, there's going to be a lot of nuggets, I think, in this talk today that you can go down rabbit holes if you want. We won't rabbit hole right now, but just think about that. So one, check yourself. Like, get your blood drawn if you're really curious. And um, there's a lot of cool places out there that can, like, test all your micronutrients, like 200 bucks, and you could see your entire body and know exactly, make a perfect regimen. Uh, that's the more expensive end. The simpler end would be symptoms. What, what things are you feeling? What things are you experiencing? And in that case, you'd have to talk to someone who could correlate that for you. I would be leery of PubMed, and, uh, not PubMed, that's a research, sorry, of uh, what's the, what's the on, WebMD, right? Where you can, oh, I have this, rare, <laughs> this rare disease that is in only third world countries. Um, so, you know, uh, just you kind of have to keep track of yourself and how you're feeling and listen to your body. It will tell you what you need. Yeah, and just remember, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are not mm -hmm. a medical uh, professionals. Mm -hmm. We're not medical professionals. This is not medical advice. This is only educational. Always check your doctor, yes. So Unless your doctor's dumb, and then check with another doctor. And keep finding better doctors. Yes. Because <laughs> sadly, I mean, to go to your, your sister's point, like there's not a whole lot of nutrition talk, taught in, in med school. Yeah. And so I've heard doctors be all over the place with, with different, which makes sense because people are, are all over the place. So... You, you might have to, you know, bounce around and, and get other, you know, opinions to, to yep. different things. Just like anything in life, finding a good gym, yeah. finding a good coach. Like, yeah, you, you need to vet your people. You got to know what you want, the type of coaching you want or help or assistance. And uh, don't settle until it fits you. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. 
Um, does, that, does that answer your question, Andrew? Is that yeah, good? So, Why we need it? How to know if I need it? Yeah. So Long now, story short, everyone does. It's just what type. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to talk about some of the more commonly asked about things. You know, people talk about like when we are gym, people love that pre-workout. They got to get themselves going, get them amped. But it brings a big question about, you know, caffeine, mm-hmm. the most common drug probably that people take on a daily basis. I mean, I just finished my cold brew coffee. <laughs> I have another drink that has caffeine in front of me. <laughs> people love it. Andrew's got issues. Is it good? Is it bad? Like, what's, like, sh- how much should I take? Like, should I be taking it? Like, yeah. So uh, caffeine inherently is a, a nootropic, which is like a common term that we're seeing these days of people messing with like uh, psychedelics, right? And mind altering drugs. So inherently that that's what it is. It, uh, it makes your neurons more sensitive. It stimulates your brain. Um, but it also, which is fun, can be a longevity tool because caffeine is a stressor to the body uh, in a good way. And so when I say longevity, I mean, essentially anything that is little bits of stress that doesn't kill you or knock you to the ground and makes you stronger. Strength training is a longevity tool when used appropriately, right? Mm-hmm. So caffeine can be the same way. I say that, but don't, don't go running around the room. Mm-hmm. Yay. I'm let me, I'm, you know, I'm going to have my 18 cups of coffee a day. It, it has its limits. Um, and so I think I try not to be too sciencey because not everybody likes that, but to an extent, I think it is helpful to understand a mechanism. So then you can better understand why we say what we say. So In short, in a sentence or two, how caffeine works, there are these receptors in the brain and there is this chemical adenosine that binds these receptors. And when the, it's like a lock and key. And when that's locked, that sends a cascading signal of be tired, uh, be sleepy, kind of be, you know, more chill, sedation. And that's how we get tired. Adenosine builds up during the day. Caffeine blocks it. It goes to that receptor that adenosine would bind to and stops it. Hence, then we feel awake uh, because sleepy doesn't exist. And uh, it, takes, it takes caffeine about two hours to hit like its peak concentration where you're feeling all the effects. And caffeine, as I said, is a neuro, uh, neural stimulant, but it also relates dopamine. Dopamine is like your do, go, get. Like when you have a craving and you want sugar, dopamine is, is the signal that gets sent out for that. So caffeine um, uh, creates that as well. But it leads to a tolerance. So to your point of how much I should have, um, the, the tolerance is also a type of tolerance that is insurmountable, which means when you get to a certain place, taking more caffeine does absolutely nothing for you. You, you, could, just, you could be taking thousands of milligrams. Do not do that. That could kill you. Heart palpitations. But like you just keep taking it, and your body only has so much that it's able to respond to. You will feel awake but you won't get that, that step, like stimulant feeling. Um, so as you know, the most avid caffeine drinkers are like, oh, six cups of coffee and I barely feel anything because you, you constantly need more to get that first high yeah. again. Um, so I think that's a huge thing that people don't realize. And the fallout effect is crazy. We've all probably been there. You, you take caffeine every morning and one morning you don't and you just feel like crap because all those receptors are still there. And when the caffeine disappears, it's like this onslaught of sleepiness and tiredness. Um, I think that can really affect people's lives. So caffeine can be really detrimental when it's abused. You know, when we talk about tolerance, I mean, how many people have you heard in your life say like, oh, I could drink a cup of coffee go and to then bed. go to bed. Yep. It's like, uh, that's not a good thing. Like, if, if I remember correctly, like the half-life of caffeine is like eight hours. So like if you three, take- Yeah, three to 10. Yeah, so if you take caffeine at noon, 
there's still something in your system at midnight at midnight <laughs> right yeah and people don't realize that so it's like i try to like limit myself to like no caffeine afternoon now i'm not perfect every day but like and i've also cut back on how much like talking about like you know we were talking before the podcast about breakfast club sitting at a breakfast you know like diner oh, yeah, just and they just it. keep pouring keep pouring coffee and i love it and then before you know it i'm having like anxiety attacks because <laughs> like everything's yeah. like moving at like like triple speed and it's just it's awful and then like you know realize yeah. like how much i can handle and then some people don't realize like you know some of these pre-workout and supplements out there like it's 400 milligrams with a cup of coffee like 120 150 yeah, it depends. Like, uh, espresso can be like 60. Yeah, coffee about 120. And we're talking milligrams. So to, to your earlier question, you uh, you basically, the low end is two grams per uh, pound of body weight of how much you should take. So like for me, around 175 or 165 for my weight, like 300 milligrams is like my low dose of what. Now, this is, we're talking like what's the most you should take. Um, so, you know, 300 to probably 600 for me for low to high. So depending on your weight, the heavier you are, the more caffeine you can manage. Uh, but to Andrew's point, which is a huge point, I would recommend anyone eight hours before bed to, to cut off caffeine, eight to 10 hours. So depending on when you go to bed, that's going to be different. Some people that's noon, some people it's two, depends if you're a night owl. Um, but you have to kind of play with it and see how caffeine affects you because it affects everyone differently. Um, and, and you said it a second ago, but the half-life of caffeine is somewhere between three, three and ten hours. And ten. That's not even cl- like no. There's right. no math. Uh, it could be three to ten. <laughs> it could be really, really little or a whole lot. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, I don't want to say it's. And three times the average. That's so crazy. Some like people could be twenty hours. Yeah, you know, and like, that, and that's that, that's a goofy thing. So I think people need to really be be careful about about where they are with it. Um, Lauren, my my concern with too many people is that they don't sleep the way they should. Mm. Um, you know, Andrew, to your point, they take yeah. caffeine too late in the day. They they stay up too late. And now, now they, they're not getting the sleep that they need. They wake up. They need oh, more. I need caffeine yep. to get through the day. Oh, I can't do anything. I can't talk to any of you till I get my cup of coffee. That's not healthy behavior. So, like, you should be able to carry on a conversation, do things, be be yep. borderline productive yep. um, in the morning. I use the borderline as a joke. You should be productive in the morning without, like, having yeah. to, you know, mainline caffeine directly into your bloodstream. Like, yep. not saying it's bad. Not bad. Not I bad. Mean, coffee it's, tastes it's, great. It's, 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 it's good. Um, but, but you can overdo it and th- then it, i think it just spirals people into this Does. this negative i'm living on caffeine living on caffeine living on caffeine and they live on caffeine until 5 p.m and then they can't sleep again and yeah. then the, the cycle continues and it's Which, like weird i never sleep I, i'm always living on caffeine yeah. you know so i'm stressed out you know the room's spinning i just keep drinking more caffeine you know and and then if i start to work out oh great uh i'll take this pre-workout so i'm jacked you know fired up for this this pre you know for this workout because yeah. I want to get gains and yeah, they, I, I think that that screws people up they've actually done um, research studies comparing uh, like I'm talking like college athletes of a traditional like cup of coffee or you know two of those cups or three of those cups and there's an optimal dose of caffeine for performance so if you are taking pre-workout for performance in the gym it has been shown to you know increase your your energy your aerobic capacity like strength because of that nootropic like it's kind of tricking the brain so you do feel stronger faster faster, better, whatever. But uh, it is amazing the small dose that you need for true optimization. When you go over that dose, then you're jittery and, and it actually reduces yeah. performance and, and it, and it kind of, it makes it worse. Yeah. So it was small. I think the, the one study we found like 50 milligrams, which isn't even a cup of coffee. That's like a half cup of coffee was optimal for a, it was like a coll- collegiate X or insert sport here. I don't remember what, yeah. but um, it was, you know, 10 times less than yeah. what they were using. 
and again, talking college athletes, not talking, because the majority of this podcast is very regular people who right. have jobs and families yep. and things like that. Um, I'm 41 years old. I'm not, I'm, I'm personally not taking a ton of pre-workout prior to Adam's little, you know, workout, workout session, session with yeah. the class. Like yeah. that's, you know, Hey, we're going to squat some weight. If I squat well, great. If I'm feeling a little off, you know, the world won't end, but, but I'm not going to pound myself with, with caffeine get like, cause I, I think that's important. I think that those gains, the, you know, the, the pushing in the, in the weight room and the training and stuff yeah. like that is, can be beneficial. Again, if you're a college athlete, Olympian, you know, professional athlete, great. If you're a normal person, I don't know how much you need pre-workout. You got to remember like, what's your goal here, right? Yeah. It's your, your performance doesn't make or break your paycheck. If you're a professional athlete, right? You're cause you're not. So you got to think like, do I really need this, this pump and this pre-workout to get going? Like, does it really matter? If, if your goal is health, you're doing the opposite. Yeah. That 400 milligrams of whatever, you are doing the opposite because there's other crap in those drinks as well yeah. that you don't need. Yeah. Um, which, and that, I think, is the biggest issue. Yes. That is a huge issue with a lot of the pre-workout stuff that you buy at random yeah. GNC and, and yeah. crap like that. There are better ones. Yeah. I Actually, I've never, I've never even looked up pre-workout because I do not take it. I never really have. Uh, I don't like it. Um, I'm very, very sensitive to caffeine. One cup of coffee in the morning, fasted, and I start feeling shaky. Um, but I have uh, made a concerted effort to lower my caffeine. Um, so if, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, guys, I, I hear you. I get what you're saying, but crap, I'm addicted. What do I do? Three to seven, again, love the ranges, right? Yeah. Three to seven days mm. of no coffee will reset all those receptors I talked about. So you're like a, a fresh slate. Now I say that, but if you're someone who's been chronically abusing coffee for years, you might need an entire month to reset all those receptors. But my point is there is hope. It can be done. And you can reset yourself back to your, you know, uh, naive newborn state, if you want to call it that, where you, one cup of coffee and you'll feel like you did the first time you ever had it. So there is hope, I guess, um, <laughs> if that makes any sense. But um, yeah, I mean, when, when it comes to pre-workout and stuff, because I know that's a common question that probably a lot of you have, um, just really do your research. Uh, look at the ingredients. Like anything that we talk about, less ingredients is better. But uh, I would be very, very leery of, of pre-workouts. And if, if I were to want that for whatever reason, I would honestly stick to a, uh, a coffee um, or some type of an adaptogen, not to use a, a big word, like mushrooms. Um, where, and that sounds crazy people. I'm not talking like the, the drug. I know. I'm, Thank you for clarifying. I'm going to bite my, <laughs> bite my tongue here. I'm going to um, take some chanterelles, man. Mm. I'm going to yeah, get crazy in this workout. Mm. Uh, cause there, there's a coffee company since we're on this. I was mm. going to talk about this anyway. Yeah. Uh, four Sigmatic. Adam uses it. I use it. No free ads. Come no. on, you guys. Come on. Yeah. Sorry. Sponsor us. Uh, and they mix a l- little bit of coffee with lion's mane, um, things like cordyceps. And those are types of mushroom that help with mental clarity and acuity. So you can get those same types of feelings. Um, where was I going with this? Yeah. So, so there's better options. Thank than you. Yeah. Crazy pre-workout. powder. Yeah. Okay. Pump max juice, whatever. Right. For 3000. Right. Um, yeah, so I, 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 unfortunately, I have no pre-workout recommendations for you because I don't use it. Yeah. So, well, and I think there there are some good ones, and I, I just think of our five a.m. class and stuff like that. Like, if I was committed to, to you know, if I had to work out at five a.m. every single day because that's what my schedule was, you know, would it make sense for for me to take a little something something, you know, when I first wake up just to you know, just wake me up a little bit so I don't go you know into a gym in January yeah. cold and you know 
sleepy and tired and, uh, you know, something to kind of perk me up a little bit just to kind of focus me for what's going on. Yep. I, I don't think that's a, a bad idea. No. If I need pre-workout to walk upstairs, that's an issue. Yeah. Um, so, again, just going with the theme of doing it too much and, you yep. know, again, whether it be coffee, pre-workout, whatever. Yeah. Don't overdo it. Yep. So now we've got that workout in. Maybe we took some pre-workout. Maybe we just had a coffee. You know, we all find what works perfectly for our own self in moderation. We got that workout in. Next biggest question asked, maybe even the most common question. Yeah. Oh, do I need to take this protein? I see I see all these protein powders. Do I need to take it? I mean, do I? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's it, to, to be specific, we don't need protein. We need amino acids, which is what protein is made out of. Um, and uh, w- when it comes down to that, there are, you know, around 20 types of amino acids. And I'm sure you've heard of things like BCAAs and EAAs, and you can take all these different things. Um, all, that, all, all that is, it, are, those supplements are targeted because those are the amino acids we need the most of. So the branched-chain amino acids that people put in their pre-workout sometimes are because the, the branched-chain amino acids that, that they use, that grouping, makes up for over 50% of the total amino acids you need. So someone that's working out really hard, tearing yourself down, you want to build yourself back up. We need amino acids to do that. Hence, we need protein to do that. So you will hear us say all the time, when when you can, we want to use those whole food sources. Um, but the point of this, supplementing on the run, on the go, we, we rather use supplement and make a good choice than stop at McDonald's, Burger King, whatever. Um, and depending on your goals, right? If you're trying to build muscle mass and do things like that, there is a, a window after working out that you would it would be beneficial if those are your goals to consume something quickly that is easily absorbable. So I would say um, I have no problem with protein powders. I don't do them in lieu of my regular eating schedule. Um, I do them in addition to or they are my choice when I'm in a pinch, almost like a meal replacement. I like pair it with some fruit or something so it's kind of like a meal. But but now what protein should I take? Should I take whey, pea? Egg, beef. <laughs> is egg even an option? Egg, I guess so. Yeah, egg white, pro- egg yeah. white, egg yeah. white protein is pretty common. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there are tons of types. Um, to keep it short and simple, the main difference between uh, a whey or an animal type protein. Do they do other proteins besides beef? Like pig protein? I've never even thought about that. Uh, I've seen goat milk. Okay, that makes sense. And I mean, then, yeah. uh, But there's also like beef protein. It's not made from the whey. It's actually made from... The meat, right? Somehow. Beef isolate, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, so so yeah, so there's there's the the whey option, which is the most common, and then we have all the kind of plant proteins, soy, rice, pea, um, and so the main difference is whey protein has a at or above the daily recommend like the 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 amounts uh, of the amino acid profile that we need. So they have this chart where it breaks down like each amino acid and and how much. This is, I don't want to be confusing here. If you say you have a gram of protein sitting in front of you, it should be made up of a certain percentage of each amino acid for that gram of protein to be the most absorbable, beneficial, all of that. Whey protein hits the nail on the head. It has a really good profile of the breakdown, whereas plant proteins have a pretty good profile, but they seem to be lacking in a few, um, one of which being... Um, uh, lysine and methionine, which whey, like for example, whey is like a hundred plus and rice is like 30. So whey goes above and beyond on those things. But what people don't think about is that you can, you can pair up plant proteins. And if you pair up, for example, soy and pea protein, it equals the profile of whey. So it's just like taking whey. 
Um, and as, as Adam can attest to, and I'm in myself, Way does not agree with me. Um, I, I used it my whole life and I never knew that it was causing issues until I cut it out for a time. And then I used it again and it just gas, bloating, uncomfortable. So I choose protein options that, like I just said, mix different types to give me a pretty good profile. But then again, I don't care because I'm eating meat. So I'm going to get my B vitamin. I'm going to, I'm going to get all those other things, um, by the the amount of meat that I eat. So it's not going to be bad that I use vegan or uh, vegetarian protein for my supplement source. Yeah. And now Lauren and I have had this conversation before we go back, back and forth and whatnot. I, I like the idea of if you eat again, a very balanced diet on the, on the, on the meat side of things, you, you, you eat, you know, good, healthy meat, you eat good, healthy fish. Um, and, and not only just the regular stuff, but if you eat the organ meat, you eat, you know, the beef liver and whatnot, which Liver and onions used to be a thing. Like it's, <laughs> it was like my parents ate it, and you know they they grew like oh it's, it, there's so much good stuff you know within. If you eat the animal you know, like tail to nose, you're you're doing some really good things. Most people don't eat beef heart. Um, I've tricked my family eating into eating beef heart tacos. They love you because of it, and you know, and it's awesome. So I I do think that's where. I think you kind of have to get creative with your with, with your protein thing. I don't. I think. I think waste was fine with me for a, a while, and I think I've just noticed over the last few years it, it sits less well with me. Um, and if I have like one little protein shake, the world won't end. Right. But if if I overdo it in, in, in some it, capacity, yeah. yeah, you know, there, I mean, there were day, days where we were building out the gym, and you know, if, especially if I was here by myself or something like that, it's quiet, and I like, I don't want to order food just for myself. Blah blah blah. I'll have a, a you know a protein bar, you know, out of our little you know one of the Atlas bars, and yeah. well, I'm still hungry. I might have two. Uh, hour later, I might have another one, you know, and just all of a sudden I'm having, you know, 60 grams of, you know, whey protein and yeah. a matter of, and it just, and then two hours later, I just, my rumblies and my dumblies and it yeah. just, it, it just doesn't feel good. Um, so I, I think you have to be, be smart with it. If you're, again, I'm going back to the average person, not the, not the gym guy who's looking to put on 30 pounds, but like if I'm 30 something, 40 something, 50 something, yep, I want to be a healthy person. Um, I just want to even like maintain my muscle mass. I don't need more muscle mass. I just, right. I don't want less muscle mass. Yeah. I don't want to be shrinking in muscle. Um, it's hard enough to hold on to muscle to begin with. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, what do you, what are your recommendations for people looking to do like, again, just normal, yeah. just normal human. They have families, jobs, stress. Yep. They work out a little bit. I would even uh, recommend more so comparing someone who's 20 to someone who's in their, you know, late thirties, forties and above late thirties, forties and above more protein. Because sadly, I hate to be the bearer of bad news if you didn't know this, but you know, we're slowly dying and degrading away uh, at, once, once we get to those ages. And so they actually need more. <laughs> I'm sorry, ages. I'm just saying, like hey, late I'm, 30s. I'm pushing once you 30. Get to Here the it late comes. 30s. It's true. It's true. It's down this is how 20 year olds talk mm-hmm. now. I apparently. am 29. Give, come on, give me some clout here. Um, <sighs> so we, you have to, like, it, it's crazy when you, when you, again, look at the research and stuff. You have to eat more protein to maintain than someone who's younger can eat far less, break it down better, utilize it better, hold on to it, metabolize it better. So you almost need more to just do the minimum. Like you're saying, be an average Joe, not bulking. So, and I think that's where a misconception people have. They think, oh, if I take protein powders, I'm going to get huge, right? Mm. No, like that's going to keep you healthy. It's going to keep you thriving, longevity. So um, I highly recommend, uh, and I recommend two types, which I'm sure you were going to get to, but Mm -hmm. I I recommend regular protein. I recommend collagen. Mm -hmm. Uh, So collagen is the most abundant protein in our body. It's 30% 
uh, of the protein in our body because it's bone, skin, nails, hair, tissues, cell mem like it's everywhere. And um, it, it literally holds us together. So in your early 20s, I looked it up because I was talking, we were talking about this before. In your early 20s, year over year, you produce 1% less collagen year over year. So from 25 years old to 50 years old, you are making 25% less collagen on a daily basis. Um, collagen is not in something that's quote unquote essential because your body produces it. But knowing that fact, I would want to supplement yeah. because I'm slowly degrading. And especially if you're putting in the work, not even at a high level, like just someone who's working out, keeping healthy, yeah. being fit. Try to lift some weights, yeah. go for runs. You, you, know? want, you want to recover. Yeah. Um, that, that's going to be huge. Uh, on the flip side, there's, there's two types. So the, the general is like, hydrolyzed or peptides, collagen peptides, you see it at the store. That's, that's more so for skin, nail, hair, some joints. But if you have like arthritic issues, um, there's undenatured collagen, which is, it's uh, not broken down and they've done studies to that helps with like osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis. So if you have like really bad aches and pains, um, I wouldn't say that the, the regular store hydrolyzed collagen would 100% help with that. But either way, you want to take collagen for uh, three plus months to really get the benefits. So I personally use it every single day in my greens drink or in my protein um, smoothie that I make uh, most days. And it's just a part of my re regime. It's just what I do. Um, it, it's very uh, inexpensive. You can find uh, Great Lakes is a really cheap brand. Um, and some people, because you can, I'm sure you know, gelatin is a form of collagen, but it's gooey, right? So you could technically take gelatin and warm it up and consume that, and it's like 60% cheaper. I'm and just going to eat Jello all day. And it gives no. you the exact same benefits. So like Pudding Pops, Bill Cosby style? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> we, don't, we don't mention Bill Cosby. Hard pass. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so a lot of different ways to take it. Um, and there's flavored kinds out there I know and, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it really fills in fills in the gaps. And again, if you, I keep bringing, a, I, I just have this huge recommendation for people. If you can find a really good meat source, like we, we have a lady named Sonia. She lives in Pearl City. She has the happiest cows that I've ever seen, and she treats them beautifully well. They are, you know, they just roam the grass, eat the grass. Threads you know. in my freezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they have, and, and then, you know, then, you know, when the, comes time for the animal to you know end its life it's 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 quick and it's painless and and the, you know the animal lives a great great life um versus if it was just a wild a cow roaming yeah, yeah a slaughterhouse or yeah. you know eaten by coyotes or something like that like terrible options you know terrible yeah. ways to die um to really you know pay homage to this animal and and thank and, and great um but you know we get the soup bones and you know I'll, I, I don't know much about cooking but i can put a soup bone you know, in boiling water and just cook that up and you know, get the collagen yeah. through that. Yep. And, you know, and you know, we have soup. Yay, soup. You know, and it's yeah. just easy, um, you know, easier way in which to which to take. But I don't do that every day. I don't do that every week. Right. You know, this is like a once a month type of thing, you know, yeah. where I'll up my collagen, you know, intake. Yep. So to supplement with, with a collagen piece, I, I think is a big deal. Again, as people get older, you know, yeah. late, late 30s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know it's coming. I don't, don't remind me. I got time. Sorry. Don't remind me. Sorry, I was joking there. But no, but like the, the older as, you know, 40s and 50s and, and 60s and 70s, like, you know, my parents and stuff like that, I think it, it's a great option for them. Yeah. Um, and, and, and instead of us rattling off all the ones you should take, um, I would go to lab 
Door, L-A-B-D-O-O-R.com, and it gives reviews. It gives you the purity. They do tests. It's, it's third-party tested. And then Consumer Lab. Um, is it Consumer Labs or Consumer Lab? Let me see. Uh, ConsumerLab.com. Uh, and they, they give really nice reviews. And uh, we'll, we'll even show you if something doesn't pass, why it doesn't pass. Like heavy metals at a small dose were found in this supplement. Now, they don't test everything. That'd be impossible. But the supplement, we didn't even talk about this, but the supplement industry is not regulated. It is not regulated in any way unless they voluntarily allow themselves to be third-party tested or pay thousands of dollars to be certified by something like NSF or the USP, which is like UP. USP. USP, yeah. Supplement pharmaceutical, yeah. So um, you want to look for those labels, those types of things, but really nice people create these sites for free. You can like pay a membership to find more things. I do that because I'm a geek. I like to geek out, but um, it, it's, it's all out there. You just got to do your research. So before you buy anything, please just look it up. Um, or those of you that are in the gym and you know us, ask us, but uh, yeah, do your due diligence. Definitely. Yeah. Good thing I would say is read the labels, especially like on protein. Cause there's so many like flavors now, like you can get cookies and cream <clears throat> and this and that. Well mm. read the label and yeah. look what's in it. Cause a lot of them have a lot of sugar added. Because to make them taste good, like whey protein, like yeah. unflavored whey protein is gross. <laughs> like it does yeah. not, it doesn't taste good. Yeah. It kind of tastes like a cow. Like it's a by, <laughs> it's a byproduct of the dairy industry. Yeah. Like unfortunately, and people make a huge money off it. But like to make these flavors of like peanut butter, chocolate, and yep. cookies and cream and all that stuff, a lot of them use a lot of sugar. So you know, like try to read reviews and read these research and find ones that are cleaner and healthier yep. for you instead of just going buy the cheap crap that's at Walmart. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Walmart it, does have some okay stuff. I'm surprised that more places are carrying better things. Well, protein has become this new buzzword in, in food yeah. products. Like, I mean, they now make protein water and, oh, this protein bar or a protein cereal and this and that. It's like it's the buzzword, but people are still ultimately under eating Yeah. because seven grams in your protein cereal is not enough. Yeah, right, right. I think, you know, to wrap this really is with supplements, it's do some research, you know, do some testing, talk to a doctor, right? If if you need specific vitamins and minerals and things along those natures, when it comes to caffeine, control it, protein, any of these kind of common gym supplements, right? It's do some research. Don't just take something because Jim, who's jacked, told you to take it, right? Yeah. he, Jim is Jack. Yes, Let's Jim. We're talking, we're talking to you, Jim. I hope you're listening, Jim. No, but I, sorry. One more, Andrew, to, to to bounce off that too. I, I think within and Lauren mentioned this earlier. It's a multi-billion-dollar industry. Like yeah. it's so much money is is wrapped or million. I don't even know how much it's money. It's multiple mm-hmm. billion, like multiple 10, billion. 10, 20 billion, some absurd. Yeah. Seems like a lot of billion, but like it might even, be four to six, even you know, killer. But yeah, we're we're holding like, <laughs> I, 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 Lauren, you had you know this random thing of supplements. Yeah, if you guys were in here, I brought a ton of supplements yeah. for fun. Look it, at. You know, so I mean, even like First Form, which is a, a, a really common good company, company. Yeah. good good company, but like the, the, who they're trying to shoot for, who they're trying to to, to aim aim yep. for, a lot of times is the younger, yep. you know, twenty two year old crowd. Because yeah. if if you actually look at it and break it down, hey, we have four, you know forty three grams of sugar, you know, in in one scoop of this stuff. Now, I don't want to take that. I, like that's that's not for twenty years ago, maybe. Right now, there's no way I would touch this. Like, so I think I think you have to be very very smart with it. Like Andrew's saying, talk to people that, that know what they're doing. Um, you know, tr- try some things out, g- give things a go, see how you feel. If you look better, if you feel better, if you're performing better, yay! That's I think that's a total Rob Wolf thing there. You know, you're yeah. you're, you're doing it right. You know, oh okay, hey, I like this. This is working for me. Yay, Ra. Um, I would also end it with this too. 
I don't. I think supplements are are truly supplements. They're not something you need to build your house on. It, yeah. That it's not a forever and for always thing. To to have times where you step away from the supplements and 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 back off. You know, I, I think is good. I love vitamin D. We're not talking about vitamin D today. I think vitamin D. If you live in Northern Illinois in the winter, is essential. However, in June. I think you need to get your butt outside, you know, and you probably don't need to be supplementing yeah. with vitamin D or at least not as much. Yep. But I think to cycle supplements like in and out and stuff like that, just like you said, take take a break from caffeine yes. and relax off of that a little bit, I, I, th- I think is a big deal. So um, anyway, that's just my, my two cents with, with that yep. whole thing. I, I think there's, there's, there's so much that, that's with this to find people that, that you know, like, and trust um, that, that can give you direction with this and, and then, you know, to try things out. Because really, if you try to do it by yourself, um, you know, it, it could, you can waste a lot of money and a lot yeah. of time, and it it can it can jack you up. Yep. Sorry about my soapbox. Now, no, Andrew was one. trying to wrap up the podcast. No, no, no. Hey, and just wait, it's German. If you need help, remember Reaction Nutrition, <laughs> our corporate sponsor for this episode, you. RxTNNutrition.com. That's right. Where's the Where's the claps and no, the no, sounds? No, no, no. We don't do Man, sound effects. Fine. We're yeah. a cla- we're a classy I'll podcast. Clap, I'll clap in the mic. There you we are go. Classy. Classy. And thank you guys for listening. Check us out, oakstrength.com, social media at oakstrength. And until next time, be happy, be healthy, be strong. Peace.